Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sign Nation, welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. Some show notes if you are looking for some professional wrestling. Tonight, WCWO at the Outlaw Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. FGW in Hamilton, Ohio. LCW in Langley, British Columbia. And UPW running their show in Spencer, Indiana today. Tomorrow night, CPW presents Theatrical Wrestling in Arlington, Washington. You can find myself there. You can find Chicken Bob there. Chris Marks will be there. It's going to be a great time in Arlington for some theatrical wrestling. Also tomorrow, RCW in Racine, Wisconsin. WFW in Connersville, Indiana. JICW in Martinsville, Indiana. PPW in Bedford, Indiana. GNPW in Cynthia, Kentucky. TCW in Dixon, Tennessee. EWK in Culver, Indiana. Black Label Pro in Berwyn, Illinois. HCW in Mishawaka, Indiana. EPW in Lexington, North Carolina. And AXW is presenting a autism benefit show in Hamburg, Pennsylvania tomorrow. So get out there, support your local independent pro wrestling wherever it may be. I believe our guest has joined us. Let's bring him on. Do we have Mac Montana with us? Yep, that's me. Well, Mac Montana, thank you very much for taking time to be with us today. Your time is greatly appreciated. And since it is your first time with us, I'm going to lead you in to the first-timer question. How did you get started up in professional wrestling? Oh, well, uh, I think I actually got... uh fascinated with wrestling about the same time that most kids do. I was about uh, 10 or 12 years old. I was a little boy living in Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, When just turning through the national channels on on TV, I I stumbled upon WCW wrestling. I I was just uh, uh, watching TV, you know, looking for something interesting to watch, and I turned the channel, and all these fireworks and these guys in colorful outfits and and the robes and jumping off of the turnbuckles and throwing each other around, I was instantly hooked. Um, I started off just as, you know, your typical fan, just watching TV. And I never really thought that I would be a wrestler until I got into high school and, um, by the time I was a sophomore in high school here in uh in Missoula, Montana, uh I was already six foot two and uh, about two hundred and fifty pounds and a friend of mine in uh, that I'd made after my family moved here uh said, Damn, you ought to be a wrestler. Uh, <laughs> uh I'd never been athletic. I'd never been strong or fast or anything, but just that one comment, uh, damn, boy, you ought to be a wrestler. I I started working out. I, I joined the, the wrestling team, and I the minute that I stepped on the mats, uh, I knew that I'd, I'd come home. You know, it was what what I felt I was made to do. So I started wrestling. I made the state team uh, my senior year um, and 
it was the most exciting and exhilarating thing I've ever done was to get on to the get on to the wrestling team. Um and you know, you make friends that are are lifelong friends. I still talk to some of the guys from from the from my high school wrestling team. Um and it's I say it sometimes that it's the thing that saved my life. There's been times that if I didn't have wrestling that I just don't know what I would do. Um, it's what fills my life. It what's, it's what keeps me going some days, just the thought of getting back into the ring. Um, so eventually I moved to St. Louis. Um, I go to pro wrestling school. Um, this was actually only just uh, back in 2020. Um I don't I kind of wasted a lot of time. I really wish that I'd pursued my my dream a lot earlier. But uh at any rate, um I got in 2020 I moved I make kind of a crazy decision to just move halfway across the country. Uh, I go to pro wrestling school there in St. Louis. And it's it was short-lived, but it was the best time of my life. Um, it was it was interrupted insanely by you know COVID. Uh, the everything shut down for several months because of COVID. But uh, I got back to the wrestling school after things started opening up. Um, and I just, I absolutely loved it being in the ring. I absolutely loved it um, getting to to bump with friends, getting getting to to run the ropes. Um, it's it's the best memories of my entire life. And even though even though having a stroke kind of ended it all, at least for now. Um, Wrestling is, to me, the most amazing sport there is out there. Because no matter whether you're a skinny little guy that that might might not be able to lift too much in the gym, even if you're a heavy guy like me that people might not think can do a whole heck of a lot, you get into the ring and all of a sudden you're the same. You're, you're two wrestlers who who can admire and work together and make something amazing happen. So, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of my story. That's how I got started. And you mentioned uh, spending a good amount of time of your life in Montana. Historically, Montana has not been a huge hotbed for professional wrestling uh, over the years. Uh, people like Stampede oh. Wrestling in Calgary would come down for some shows. The AWA would occasionally make it there. In recent years, there would be an annual independent wrestling tour of Montana that hit a lot of the bigger towns in Montana, but that was only a two- to three-week tour. And after yep. that, there wasn't really anything going on in Montana. For a pro wrestling fan like yourself, how hard was it for you living in a place like Montana where there's not really a lot of live pro wrestling <laughs> options? Oh, I tell you what, that that uh, weighed on my mind heavy for quite a few years. Because um, I, I do love living in Montana. I really do. Um, there are some really great people here in Montana. The the towns are are calm and and friendly. The people are beautiful, wonderful people that'll help you anytime that you need it. But yeah, it's as far as pro wrestling goes, it is the badlands. There is nothing here. Um, the the only time that I've actually been to a pro wrestling um, 
events here in Montana, a couple of Missoula guys actually invited a, a group from Spokane to come put on a show here. Um, and one of the reasons why I went to the show, other than being a huge wrestling fan, was that a local guy, Flip, Flip Gordon, um, he grew up in Kalispell, and he was doing his first ever wrestling show here in Montana. So had to come support the local guy uh, coming to do a wrestling show and and uh, a couple of other relatively big names. I mean, um, oh, gosh, who wouldn't – this was a few years ago when <laughs> – uh, the Strokes admittedly has killed some of my uh, – Brian Cage, there we go. Brian Cage was part of the show and a big fan of him. Finally got to meet him and shake his hand. That was that was a big moment for me. Uh, it, and it was amazing being ringside, getting to watch that show here in Montana. But like you said, not much happens here. WWE used to, to come uh, bring shows here. Uh, from time to time, like once a year, but they haven't done that in the longest time either. Uh, and that's that's one of the big reasons I decided to move to St. Louis was because, I mean, yeah, I'm, I might have a show here once a year, but that's about it. That's not enough to feed to feed the appetite of a of a big wrestling fan. Uh, sometimes you got to chase what you love, even if it means moving halfway across the country. Um, and I absolutely loved being able to to see a, a pro wrestling show every single week. In St. Louis, there's three or four shows every weekend. Um, and I'm hoping to move back to St. Louis in the near future and get back to wrestling, get back to, to the wrestling school. Uh, I've been making some pretty good progress and, and back in the weight, weight room and um, and I'm not exactly in running the ropes shape yet, but I'm, I'm confident I'll get back there again soon. I mentioned Flip Gordon, who of course was on national television with ring of honor was doing extremely well. And he was proudly announced as being from Montana. He was one of the very few pro wrestlers that build themselves as being from Montana, do you think that with the popularity of Flip Gordon and his running a show that maybe there's a chance more people will look at Montana as a potential place for independent wrestling? Oh, Lord, I really hope so. Um, Montana is Montana doesn't have any any pro wrestling at this point, but the shows, the few shows that have come along and, and, and come and done shows in Montana have been very, very well visited and very, very well accepted. Um, the, the show that I saw here in Missoula, it was standing room only. There was a line down the block to get tickets. I really think that pro wrestling could be successful here in Montana but uh, the problem is getting a promotion here. Uh, they'd have to they'd have to bring in a trainer for one. Uh, there because there's been no pro wrestling here in Montana for so long. I don't think there's a single person in Montana that could teach it. Uh, of course, you need to be experienced and you need to be very knowledgeable to teach pro wrestling to make it successful and. I think that I think someone would have to move in from out of state in order to teach, and so the the logistics, the the difficulties of starting up a pro wrestling school here in Montana and then a promotion um, would be would be huge. But the, I think Montana would make it successful if somebody can make it happen. I'm going to train in St. Louis like you did. I'm sure offered up a lot of possibilities because, like you said, there's so much wrestling in St. Louis. It's a really hot area for pro wrestling right now. 
a lot of the national companies have passed through St. Louis just in the last few months. There's a lot of independent mm-hmm. wrestling out there. What was it about St. Louis specifically that made you want to go there for your pro wrestling training out of all the areas you could have chosen? Well, uh, there was a couple of things. Um, my family has roots in in, in Missouri, for one thing. Um, my my parents and my great great grand all the way back to like five generations lived in in Missouri for for over over fifty sixty years. So I was going back to back to my family's roots there. Um, I have a couple of friends that are both into into wrestling that live in St. Louis. Um, one of them was a wrestler himself and actually helped me to train, so that was big. Um, I, I've always been a Randy Orton fan. I've always admired his style. I've always admired his skill. He's incredibly, incredibly successful, especially now. Um, and the idea that his father, Cowboy Bob, uh, came from St. Louis and has a school there, that attracted me. Um, but it was, <laughs> I'll admit, it was the weather in St. Louis that really drew me in. While I love Montana, I am no fan of the winters. <laughs> uh, the winters here are getting, are getting hard to deal with, especially now. Now that I've, that I've been to St. Louis, I love the summer in St. Louis. I mean, yeah, it's hot and humid, but. I kind of love that. I, I grew up as a kid, like I said, in Mississippi, so I've seen worse. Um, I kind of like snow, but there, the the one of the winters that I lived in St. Louis, we had two snowstorms. They they dumped maybe two inches. I, I I've I've seen I've seen more snow in June here in Montana. <laughs> so uh, I just loved St. Louis. Uh, I, I took a couple of vacations there a couple of times and went to the pro wrestling shows and went to Forest Park and and downtown and uh, it, it's an amazing city it really is of course it's got its problems everywhere has its problems these days but I, I absolutely love St Louis I think my heart is still there um, and. Uh, like you said, it's hotbed of wrestling. There are th- when I first moved there, there were three wrestling schools. One of them shut down for COVID, very sadly. Um, but there, there are still two pro wrestling schools there. There's six different wrestling promotions. Um, I knew that once I got trained, it would be uh, a great place to wrestle pretty much any time that I wanted to. Um, there's, there are so many guys there to train with and so many great guys. I've mean, got to put a shout out to Camaro Jackson, um, at, at the pro wrestling school there. Uh, he's one of the rising stars. He's going to be great. He's going to be really great, uh, at glory pro. Um, so just getting like the moment that I visited, I knew that was where I needed to be as a pro wrestler. Now, professional wrestling is a sport that is obviously very, very physical and can take a toll on a person. Uh, just wear and tear, injuries happen. Uh, you told us that you, were, of course, were recovering from a stroke and hope to be back mm-hmm. very soon. When you look at professional wrestling, do you worry about the physicality of it going forward? Are you concerned on re-injury, or do you think you're going to be healed enough that you can get in there and do everything you would have normally if you hadn't had a stroke? Oh, uh, if I hadn't had a stroke, I'd, I'd still be there definitely, and and I'd still be doing it. Um yeah, yeah. I mean, any pursuit that you that that you go for has has its risks and its limitations. Um, 
but yeah, wrestling is is definitely a very physical sport. I mean, no matter how well you do it, no matter how how good you are at it, the the chance of risk is always there. I mean, you you look at at the guys in WCW, WWE and they get they get injured all the time and they're the best in the country, maybe the best in the world. Um so yeah, injury is of course always a, a consideration, always a worry for 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 any athlete and especially pro wrestlers. Um and I've got a couple of ticky joints. I mean I've got a knee that threatened to go out practically any time that I go out and walking. Uh, especially jumping from the third turnbuckle. Oh, the idea of of of, of uh, blowing out my knee is is a big concern. Of course, uh, that's why that's why I always do real hard on leg day. Never skip leg day. Um, but it, it's it's the biggest dream I've ever had is is to be a pro wrestler. I, I've never ever had any ambition or any desire to be anything nearly as much as as I have to be a pro wrestler. There's there's nothing like getting into that ring. Nothing. Um I've I've I haven't done a whole lot of impressive stuff with my life. Um I I kinda joked with a friend of mine that my life's been boring. <laughs> Um, and and it, it's the truth. I mean, the wrestling is the is the coolest thing I've ever done with my life, and there's nowhere else I'd rather be. I mean, I think I could injure every single joint in my body, and I'd still want to get in that ring, um, even if it's just just playing and and training. Uh, I I want to live in the in the wrestling ring. I really do. A lot of people, when they get into professional wrestling, they have a certain dream. Some people want to be in the main event of WrestleMania, and that is all their career is geared towards. Some people are happy wrestling within a certain mile radius of their home and entertaining the local fans. Some people get into it with the goal of being able to travel around the country on another person's dime. Some people get into it to have a full-time living, whether it's main event or not main event, as long as they're able to do it for a full-time living, that's the goal. There's a lot of goals within the business from Mm. everybody that's in it. What is your ultimate goal to get out of professional wrestling if you have one? I've actually thought about that quite a lot. And um, one of one of my big goals that I thought about at one point was, was interestingly enough, to bring pro wrestling here to Montana. Um, I, I developed this 10-year this plan, actually, which I'd never done in my entire life. I had a teacher in high school that asked us to put together a five-year plan of what we were going to do with our lives and and how we would be successful. I couldn't come up with nothing. (laughs) I had nothing, you know. I I, I put down, you know, meet meet my wife, raise a family, go to college. Uh, the the very generic stuff that that you're told to do with your life. I had, but but my heart wasn't in it. Um, when I decided to become a pro wrestler, suddenly I had dreams coming out of my ears. Uh, I I wanted to bring pro wrestling back to Montana, start up my own school, start up my own pro my own promotion, and get res- get pro wrestling to Western Montana. Um, I've I've thought about the possibility of touring and going around all over the place. I've made friends with Dan, uh, Danny Duggan at uh, a Canadian uh, Canadian Wrestling Elite. That's what it is. That's right. Um, he's he's been a great mentor, even though I've never met him. Met him. He's he's been a great guy. 
I thought about going up to Canada and, and touring with them. I, I've thought about going to, to New York. Uh, I, I did a seminar with Eddie Kingston once, um, and he told me about how he used to tour New York and Ohio. Um, I thought that would be one of the biggest thrills of my life would be to tour around uh, Missouri or California or New York and, and hit as many pro wrestling promotions as possible, learn as much as possible from all of the people that I met so that I could that I could uh, successfully bring pro wrestling to Montana. Um, the The number of dreams – uh, that came to me uh, doing wrestling in the South and, and doing in Biloxi, Mississippi, in my old childhood stomping grounds, um, wrestling in every state in America. Uh, yeah, I had tons of dreams, and, and I, I'm still holding all, on to all of those. Um, now, I'm not as young, young as I used to be. I am 48 now, and so, yes. Uh, the the time's kind of ticking, but that's what makes chasing a dream kind of special is that you, you have this limited amount of time to make your dreams come true, um, and you you know you got to work as hard as possible for them. I, I once heard heard uh, someone say, uh, and I'm trying to remember who said it, but I, I'm coming up blank. Um, extraordinary results require extraordinary effort. You don't do anything amazing by sitting on your ass. <laughs> and sorry for that. Uh, I understand if you have to bleep me. Uh, but you got to get out there and you got to try. You, you, making your dreams come true doesn't just doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen unless you, you really put out the blood, sweat, and tears for it. Now, speaking of the blood, sweat, and tears, one of the things that is prevalent in pro wrestling is blood. It's just one of the things that, whether it's necessarily intentional or not, happens in wrestling. And everybody has an opinion on how blood can relate to pro wrestling in the era that we're in now, as we've learned more about mm-hmm. bloodborne pathogens and so forth and so on. A lot of people have very strong beliefs either way of the equation. Do you personally have a policy or a preference when it comes to blood in matches? Uh, I can understand um, how it relates to the sport, actually. Um, there, there is so many different ways to appreciate wrestling. There really is. Um, there's, there's of course the, the, the fans of the WWE and I've, I've watched WWE since I was a little kid. Um, and I still love a lot of the wrestlers on WWE. Um, there's the pin, and that's the pinnacle WWE, and and then of course you've got Ring of Honor and and New Japan and and all of the the up and coming guys. Um, but not everybody gets to that level, um, and not everybody can afford the pyrotechnics and and the the massive arenas that that come with that. Uh, I think the the blood in, in the extreme wrestling situations um, it excites some people, and while it doesn't excite me, I can understand how some people can see it, and and that is what makes them realize just the danger in the situation, um, the 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 extreme force going on in the sports. Um, Not everybody has stepped into the ring. Not everyone understands what it means to take a bump. Uh, Not everybody understands that rope digging into your skin 
just just running back and forth and bouncing off those ring ropes. Um, and I think for some people, uh, seeing the blood in the ring, that makes it more real for them. So I can intellectually understand it and understand the, those fans that want those kinds of matches. Now, they're not my kind of matches. Um, I, I like the athleticism. I like the the skill and the the tactics of a well-done wrestling match that is more tactical, more holds and counters and um, going from from submission to submission. That is what excites me. But everybody gets out of the sport something different. So I, as long to me, what under what matters is as long as you come to the sport and get something out of it, then then you're a fan. Um, so if the blood is what brings you to the sport, then you go for it. Um, and if the and to the wrestlers who who bleed in that ring. We salute you. You are warriors and you are stars. Um, I've never bled in the wrestling ring, um, and uh, maybe someday I will. I don't know. Uh, you never know what kind of experience you're going to have the ring, in the ring until you get into it, and that's one of the exciting things about it. So, yeah. Yeah, blood, you have to be extra careful when it comes to blood. Um, but... It's a part of the sports, and I think it always will be from now on. I think that's absolutely right. Now, in today's marketplace for pro wrestling, at the national level, there's perhaps more today than there ever has been. You have WWE and AEW Ring of Honors in that equation somewhere. Impact Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling is on Access TV in the United States. While Women of Wrestling is syndicated nationally on the CW and CBS networks. So there's a lot of pro wrestling out there compared to, say, five to ten years ago at the national level. Do Mm -hmm. you think that with the amount of national wrestling... It's helping independent wrestling gain a bigger foothold because people are seeing it on TV more often and are wanting that live experience that independent wrestling would offer. I do. I really do. Because, I mean, it's the same way with with any other sports. Um, You go to the arena to see a live a live game of baseball, basketball, football. Um, people people will pay the extra money to go see go see those games in the arena, um, and they will go home and they will watch it on TV. Um, there are plenty of fans that will go to the independent shows every weekend but still go home and watch the WWE and the AEW and, and all of these other uh, televised, um, uh, all of these other televised episodes of wrestling. Um, I, I, I do. I believe that the, that the fans are out there. Um, I, I drove an hour with a couple of friends to Mount Vernon, Missouri from St. Louis, to go see an outdoor wrestling show during COVID. Um, and of course, plenty of people didn't want to go anywhere during COVID. Um, uh, Missouri was shut down, but we drove an hour and we were not the only ones. That place was packed to go see, go see the wrestlers. Um, and even even after things started to as soon as things started to open up in Missouri, those shows were packed. People were wearing masks. They were sitting six feet apart, but they were there. 
They were there to go see the show. They were there to go support their their favorite wrestlers. Um, the fans are out there. And, yes, um, there's a lot on TV these days, but there's still plenty to go see live. And the fans, there's just nothing like uh, even 30 or 40 fans, even 10 to 20 fans uh, out there sitting ringside watching a, watching a, a wrestling show. Um, yelling and cheering and chanting the names of of their favorite wrestlers to go, they will go to see the shows. Uh, the I think wrestling fans are the best fans there are out there because uh, they will. They'll drive an hour just to go see five or six matches. Um, but if 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 their favorite wrestler is there, they'll do what it takes to go see them. Uh, we talked earlier about how there's not much live wrestling in Montana these days. Obviously, it would take a lot of work, like you said a little bit ago, but have you ever personally considered trying to get a full-time promotion going in Montana? Oh, yes. That's, uh, that's crossed my mind quite a bit. In fact... Practically any time that I that I drive through uh, my hometown of Missoula, I'm looking at uh, buildings that are empty or or even ones that already have a business going on in it, and I'm thinking, how well would a wrestling ring fit in that place? Because <laughs> of course, I, I I went to this one this one pro show in Swansea, or Swansea, Illinois, uh, and. While it was a great show, the the ceiling just wasn't high enough, and the the wrestlers knocked down a couple of the ceiling tiles right into the wrestling ring. So, uh, when you when you set up a, a wrestling promotion or a wrestling school, you got to have the right right type of building, you got to have the right type of trainer, you got to have the right type of wrestlers. Um, it's it's a it would be so much work and it would be so difficult but it would be the best thing and i really um i know i know that the people here are ready for for pro wrestling they come out every single time that the that the sh- that the shows come into town um it's been a big thought of mine and it's it's still a dream of mine that i would love to to see if i could find some way uh, to start up uh, a wrestling school here in in Montana and a wrestling promotion, uh, I think that that there are fans here that would absolutely love it, and there are people here that would love to wrestle for for um, at least a side job or something. I mean, it's it's not exactly a bad side hustle uh, to be a pro wrestler. Uh, you know, you've got your you've got your regular job during the week, and you train and and then on the weekends, you're a superstar, at least for an hour or two. Now, have you ever gone to promoters and sort of pick their brains to find out exactly how they got started, what it actually takes to run a wrestling company, some of the unforeseen cost of it, some of the unforeseen problems that they run into running shows, things of that nature? Only, only once, um, only once I got to talk to the, 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 uh, the head honcho at, uh, one of the promotions in St. Louis. Um, it wasn't glory pro, but it was one of the smaller ones. I can't remember which right now, but yes, I got to talk to him about what it takes. Of course, they'd been well established in, in St. Louis for, for quite a while. In fact, they were the second owner uh, of the promotion. Oh, uh, Kevin Lee Davidson got to talk to him once. He, he owns glory pro. That's right. Yeah. Um, amazing guy, amazing guy. And so smart. He bought it, uh, at the beginning of, of COVID because I think it was about ready to go under. Um, he put a lot of money, into keeping Glory Pro above above 
water and, and keeping it going. It's an expensive business, it is, because you've got at least one ring, and sometimes a lot of promotions have two, uh, one for practice and one for performance. Um, and as expensive as wrestling rings are, sometimes they break. During the uh, um, seminar that I went to with Eddie Kingston, they were just setting up the ring, and a piece of it snapped. Um, and they had, and there was going to be a show right after the seminar. And so they had to, they had to really, uh, scramble, talk about unforeseen expenses, trying to, trying to, they, they at first thought about welding it. They thought about just tying the ring op- up with, uh, with, uh, shipping, uh, shipping tr- straps. Uh, which is the ultimately what they did. I tell you, it looked kind of funny with this big strap around the bottom of the ring, but it worked. I got to get into the ring and do and do a match uh, during the seminar, and it worked. So, um, yeah, uh, there there's health care, there's insurance. I mean, just to put on the the shows, you need a, an insane amount of medical insurance uh, just in case somebody gets hurt. Uh, especially fans, um, you you need uh, the, you you have to pay the the uh, wrestlers for each show. Um, now, in from what I understand, uh, a lot of the re- there are a decent amount of wrestlers will, that will do it for free, but you, you, to get the better talent and get the and get known as one of the better shows in town, you have to pay the wrestlers. And some of them want better than fifty bucks for one night's worth of worth of wrestling. Personally, <laughs> right now I'd do a show for free. Uh, I miss it. I miss it a lot. But yeah, got to pick Kevin Lee Davidson's uh, brain just for a few minutes after one of the shows about what it's like to be uh, to be the owner of a promotion like like Glory Pro. Uh, he was a great guy. Very very helpful, but very informative. And the logistics, it really made me see the difficulties of bringing pro wrestling to Montana. It's going to be, it's going to be long. It's going to be hard and it's going to be expensive, but I, I really want to do it someday. It's, it's the biggest dream of my life at this point. I definitely wish you the best of luck on that. Hopefully Montana will see, some live independent wrestling in the near future. Now, when you went into training in St. Louis, did you have any type of background as far as what a professional wrestling trainee would need? Did you have like a, you said you had an amateur background, but did you have like any type of drama background or any other sports background that was going to prepare you for going in and training to be a wrestler? Uh, yeah, I, I've done some, I've done some amateur acting, um, just, just with some local groups here in Montana. Um, so, and, and I knew that, that selling it was is important in the ring um so i knew that that i needed to to do a little acting in the ring as well as you know promoting matches on and, and doing videos to to get the fans out to the to the shows um but um as far as any other sports no actually wrestling's been the only sport that i've ever been interested in uh i uh, I've played, you know, a little bit of softball and basketball here just with friends, but uh, I've never done anything else competitive other than wrestling. Um, I do have a very good friend in, in St. Louis who uh, we were able to, to get into a friend's uh, wrestling ring and, and we trained on the mats and, and he he tried to prepare me as well as possible. But I got to tell you, First time that I stepped into that ring at the at the wrestling school, it was a bit of a of of a uh, surprise. Just how demanding the sport is. I mean, 
you, you watch it on TV, you watch the, the live shows, you still don't know exactly how much it takes to get into that ring and, and wrestle. The, the first time that, that I got a shoulder bump and, and, and hit the, hit the, uh, hit the ring floor, um, I hit my head. I admit it. Um, I was not entirely ready <laughs> for, for exactly what that was, but it was just such a rush, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, there, there's, there's nothing quite as demanding as being in that wrestling ring, but there's nothing quite as exhilarating either. Now, looking at your training class, it's been about two and a half, three years since you started that training. Is the class that you train with in St. Louis now at the point where they're actively wrestling on shows? Are you following where their careers have taken them thus far? <sighs> I wish I could say yes. Um because I did make some friends with with the people that I trained with, and they were very nice people. I had I had a guy that was actually even bigger than me um, that that I trained with for for a little while, um, and there were a few um, what would you call them bantam weights, <laughs> smaller guys, and and a few ladies and. Everybody gave it their all. I really admired all of those those people that I trained with, and I really wish I could say that I've that I've looked into to where they are now. I I need to look at uh, at the the wrestling shows in St. Louis and see if any of them are out there. But I've been so focused on my own training and my own recovery that uh, I'm sorry I haven't. Looking at the landscape of independent wrestling in general, are there any specific wrestlers out there today that you most follow, whether it's just watching them on YouTube or following them on social media that sort of inspire you to do something similar to what they do? Um. Yeah, there's there's several wrestlers that I that I follow. Um Moonshine Mantel comes to mind first. Um he now he is a guy that really that really follows his dreams. I mean, when I first met him in St. Louis, um was was a bit before I think uh he started going on to some of the bigger promotions. Um he is He's somebody that's really passionate about his wrestling. You can tell that when he gets into the ring, he gives it everything. Um, and he travels all over. Um, I know that he was wrestling in Texas and Oklahoma when I met him in Missouri, and now he's he's going on to some of the bigger promotions. And uh, I think he was even on AEW a little while ago. Um, so I'm really I'm really happy for him that he's that his hard work has been has been paying off. Um his work ethic is really um really inspiring. Um Brian Cage, the way that he uses social media to get his name out there. Um uh, he's a marketing genius, he really is. Um his his he's gotten uh such name recognition that He's almost synonymous with uh, at least half of the other WWE stars as far as being able to know who Brian Cage is. Um, and marketing is such such a huge thing in pro wrestling. You, you can't get the, the fans out to the shows unless you know how to market to the wrestling fans. Um, and um, I've I, I, I've always followed like Brian, Brian Daniels and Big Show, um, and the Monster Among Us, and and a lot of the WWE wrestlers because you know that when you watch WWE, you're seeing the tip of the of the iceberg there. Um, you see the work that they've been putting in in, in WWE, but 
you never see all of the work that they did before that, um, all of the training, all of the independent shows. Um, Eddie Kingston told told us all about the the touring that he did and the other wrestlers that he worked with and and the the injuries that you get along the way. Um, so. And practically every name that I can think of, yeah, I, I draw a bit of inspiration from uh, because I know that they didn't get there overnight. They 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 fought. They they sweated and bled and and cried over their their dreams. Um, you, every single one of them put the work in. So I admire every single wrestler I see out there. Uh, you talked about how your favorite style is sort of the submission and the ground-based technical style of wrestling. Is there any particular promotion out there that you think best exemplifies the style of wrestling that you most prefer? Uh, not one in particular that I can think of. Um, the best promotions out there have a little bit for everybody. Um, Glory Pro in St. Louis was that way. They they would always have a wide variety of matches and a wide variety of wrestlers. They'd have the high flyers who who were running around the ring faster than than uh, Roadrunner, and they'd have the the big power wrestlers like Jake Something. Um, They'd have uh, the big wrestlers like uh, um, like uh, Baracus and Batista um, and and Big Show, and then they'd have the the intellectual wrestlers um, uh, that that uh, went more for the submission and more for the holds and 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 really thought out their moves from one one thing to another. Um, the the best wrestling shows have a wide variety of of the wrestling. Now the the submission and the intellectual wrestling is the stuff that I that I personally like the most. But um, to get a good crowd, to get all of the fans, you've you've got to give all of the different types of wrestling, um, and that's what makes a smart promotion to me. Now, obviously, wrestling is something that people have to invest in to be able to do. They have to buy wrestling tights, boots, tape. They have to have a good travel bag. It takes uh, money to travel and be on the road. What are some of the things that you have learned so far as far as being able to make things economical and still be successful at this? Uh, well, one thing that I learned is um, don't skimp. <laughs> um, you don't buy the cheap wrestling tights. Don't buy the, the cheap uh, gear because um, you, you pay – 20 bucks for a cheap pair of wrestling shoes and they're going to start falling apart on you before you really get much mileage out of them. Um, well, like you said, it's an investment. Um, you, you buy the good stuff because you know, you're going to be using it. Um, and your gear is what you're relying on in the ring. Um, in, in order to keep you safe, in order to keep you running, in order to keep you, covered <laughs> um so you you might see that that uh cheap pair of pre-made wrestling tights um but a few matches in and they might start developing holes i i i bought a cheap uh pair and they didn't last me very long before they started before they started ripping at the seams um go ahead and uh invest in the customized 
uh, wrestling outfits because every wrestler, every wrestler at some point, they get known best for a certain look uh, as much as they get known for their particular style in the ring. Um, if you're if you're getting into wrestling, um, go ahead and pick out a style. Go ahead and pick out a logo. Go ahead and go ahead and talk to um, a customized uh, wrestling designer um, because it's it's going to come back and it's it's going to be worth it. If if you really want to be a good pro wrestler, if you really want to make it long term in the business. Go ahead and pay a little extra for for the the thicker wrestling, the thicker spandex, uh, the thicker material, the better shoes. But they'll 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 be worth the money in the end. Well, we are down to the last few minutes of the show today, and I want to make sure you have plenty of time if you would like to say anything in closing to the fans, plug and promote anything and everything you would like. Floor is all yours. Uh, there's, there's lots of, there's lots of great wrestling out there. There's, there's lots of great indie shows. There's lots of great wrestlers out there. Um, and like any good army wrestling marches on, on money, um, go out there, go look for the, the independent wrestling shows in your area. Um, everybody starts at the bottom and no matter who the wrestler is, they're starting at those indie shows. Every wrestler out there started in the indie shows. Um, so go out there, go see the, go see the shows, go buy the t-shirts. Um, we wrestlers really, really depend upon the fans. Um, we love you. We love seeing you out there and, we need your help to to pursue our dreams. We would go nowhere without the fans. So lots of love to all the fans, lots of love to to everybody going out there to the shows, and lots of love to everybody cheering cheering the names of their favorite wrestlers. That's all I gotta say. Well, Mac, I wanna thank you so much for joining us today. We definitely enjoyed having you here hopefully we'll get to do this again soon and i want to wish you the best of luck as you hopefully get back into the ring and continue with your dream my pleasure buddy and i will definitely keep you updated on on uh any developments in my wrestling career sounds like a solid plan please do that fans keep an eye out and Ace Mac Montana ends up wrestling on a show near you. We will be back with you Sunday afternoon. We have coming to the show, retired wrestler out of the great state of Missouri, the Hangman. So make sure you're there for that, the Hangman Jack Horton. And then one week from today, we'll be back with you again. Keep you tomorrow. Presents theatrical wrestling in Arlington, Washington. So come support myself and Chris Marks doing that, and we will talk to you soon.
Honey just walked through the door Like a queen with her king 